eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Always aggravated. A Mike Valenti signature podcast. All right, so this week, always aggravated. Everyone together here, time of taping. I don't know who the hell cares. It's Tuesday. It's near lunch. Uh, I am back. I still feel like I am in outer space. I don't know what it is, guys, traveling and sleep deprivation and all that. I just do not handle it the way I used to. That's 7 a.m. out of LaGuardia. Not great, Bob. Not great. (laughs) Dude, when you... Like Saturday, so I did West Point for homecoming, Army, Tulane, and I mean, Saturday morning, we started early, and it was, that's okay, like whatever, you go to bed late Friday night, you're pumped up, you got a day of college football, you're going to do some cool shit, that's great, that alarm clock hits at 6 a.m., Oh, not great, Bob, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you go, and we had to meet, we had a couple of people helping us out at at Army, Rich DeMarco, who's their play-by-play, great guy, um... Steve Tucker, another one of their guys out there, um, just great people. But we had to meet Rich out in the Palisades Parkway because mm-hmm. we don't have a car. And you can't really get an Uber in the West Point, not <laughs> <Right>. to my <laughs> knowledge. Um, so we met Rich at the PIP, which is like the only rest stop on the Palisades. So we we get dropped off by our Uber at, you know, I don't know, it's probably 40 minutes outside Manhattan. And we meet him at the PIP. And then he drives us. And I mean, when you go, what I never realized, West Point is like a fortress. Like, I, I always associate it with yes, it's officer school, it's still college, it's football. No, it is a castle in the mountains and one of the most intimidating places you can ever go. Wow. Mm-hmm. But when you go, like, the, the you know, car search, you know, full security, you don't realize. No, it's a, this How is. How long a, does that take? I'll be quite honest, not long, but we were with the play-by-play guy, yeah. so let, let's be real. Um, <laughs> I mean, Rich has got juice. Don't You know, he didn't play the do-you-know-who-I-am card, but I mean, you know. <laughs> look, look uh, guys, I'm calling a game today. I got places to be, all right? But it, it, it's—so when you go, though, I'll tell you what it reminds me. It reminds me of Notre Dame. Yeah. Very special. You know right away this is not, you know, Michigan State or Ohio State or just mm-hmm. a standard college. But I, I never realized it was the whole campus— Everything is stone, and it looks like a fortress. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the pictures I have are unbelievable, but you're on the Hudson River in the mountains. And the reason they put it there is so the British couldn't find it. Had no <laughs> idea. I always wondered how you settled on West Point. Like, how did Notre Dame settle on South yeah. Bend, Indiana? That's weird. I don't know. But, but this was, no, we settled on it because we wanted to make sure the British couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. Far enough away from New York, in the mountains, along the river, and I don't care what anybody tells me. It's a personal opinion. There has to be secret, like, missile installations in the mountains up there. Like, <laughs> this place is wild. And the weather was good? Weather, Roberto, I kid you not. You couldn't have scripted a better early October day. Uh, it was 58 degrees, sunny, no clouds. Right. So cold in the morning, perfect all afternoon. Walking around. Oh, yeah, my good. God. Oh, Roberto. Now, listen. Here's the key. So we had some fun access, right? So we had field passes. We had the ability. Went to their Hall of Heroes, the facility. You're seeing all the recruits running around. And I'll tell you, that's the – you know what trips me out? You talk to the cadets that are there, and these are just grown-ass people, Mm -hmm. right? There is no – there's no color. There's no race. There is no gender. 
all the cadets are unbelievably impressive because they're cadets, right? Like, I, they could take my dog and make it a cadet, and I swear Leo would be regal. <laughs> <laughs> they just, everyone's respectful. Everyone is incredibly accomplished. But this is the thing. The recruits look like babies, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're high school seniors. You go, wait a second. Right. I didn't change that much between, you know, graduating high school and my third year in college. <laughs> you know, th- but this place, it just changes people. Mm-hmm. And it's talking with the talking with the cadets is wild because you, you're like, oh, so you're from Georgia. You came all the way up here to go to school. You got, you know, you're, you're a double major. You got your military sides. Oh, yeah. and you did this internship. But then you talk to the people, the men and women who graduated West Point, and they're back for homecoming. So there was a 10-year reunion for the for the 09 class, and there were, you know, we, we were at a tailgate, and it was, dude, wild. And you're like, oh, you know, when did you go here? What did you do? And, oh, yeah, you know, I did this, and then I led this special force in, in hmm. you know, in, in Saudi Arabia, and then I came home and created a hedge fund, and now I employ 800 people. I'm like... Sweet. I <laughs> criticize right. coaches for a living. Okay. Wow. okay. Oh, all right. All right. Take it easy. But no, like you, you just meet people that are so goddamn impressive. And I, and I said it to, to Rich and I said it to my group of friends. And I'm like, and it's a compliment. Mm-hmm. So I don't want people to take it that it's not. If you ever want to go to a place that makes you feel like you really have done nothing in life that matters. <laughs> Go to West Point. I know I have no business going yeah. there. Why well, do you think I've never gone? <laughs> no, like you, you will meet people that, and you realize that they chose not only to serve this country, <laughs> yeah. but they also chose to get a Harvard education while doing it. Mm-hmm. That they're capable of doing it, willing of doing it, and it's 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 real. Like the whole thing, there is zero bullshit. It's not like other places that think they're special. Like I love, I love going to Notre Dame because it feels cool mm-hmm. because of a, a a fucking movie. Yep. Right. Oh, yeah. We've all seen Rudy. Okay. Hate that movie. But it's Notre Dame's a nice place that has a lot of football history. West Point is a special place that has real history. Right. It's all real. Right. And when you start seeing the plaques of all the alumni and the people that have been there and done it. And then you go to a tailgate and you just talk to these people and you go, Jesus Christ, I'm wholly inferior. Mm-hmm. But it's awesome because there's zero bullshit. It's all real. So I, I said it on, on our, our regular show yesterday. If you are into football pilgrimage, if you are into doing football trips, I get it. We all want to do LSU or do the Grove at Ole Miss or go see a Notre Dame. I get all of that. Go to a Michigan game. You need to put West Point on your list, mm-hmm. because you are going to experience something that I'm willing to bet can't be duplicated. Maybe Annapolis, maybe with the Navy, but understand that— I want to go to Navy But so see, w- here's what's interesting, David. Annapolis is still a city people visit It anyways. is, yes. West Point, you are making the commitment. I am going—what what happened? What happened? Somebody just fell over? I think my chair broke. I think oh. I'm fat. <laughs> I thought Sully just banged his head off the soundboard. <laughs> but Annapolis is a city people go to. West Point, you're making a commitment. I'm going off the grid. Mm-hmm. Nobody says I'm going to Cornwall, New York. Right. But when you, the minute you step there, you realize you are in rarefied air. So we went, and, and you can go see the Hall of Heroes and do all this stuff. But where it, it was interesting for us, and I promise you this, this was not intended, clearly. The elevator operator told us, you can't go to the fourth floor. It's closed today. We go, okay. Mm. We'll go to the third. That's where we must have to be. Mm-hmm. Doors open up, and it's in their football complex right next to the, 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 the stadium. And the stadium's built right on the Hudson, and you cross this stone bridge that's like a dam to get to the stadium. The bridge had to be built in like 1800. Whew. All stones. It's like Game of Thrones shit. It's hmm. unbelievable. But we go into the, the, to the building, and we oh, look. I thought the Hall of Heroes was closed. This looks open. Mm. And we're seeing people everywhere. And that's where I saw recruits, parents, and their hosts. Mm. And I'm like, geez, that's weird. I'm like, guys, normally you, you can't really just hang out with a recruiting <laughs> trip. I go, but we have our badges. Like right. we have Is this is this like the right like who the all these guys would be in the Hall yeah. of Heroes? I mean, oh, this yeah. is crazy. It's insane. Eisenhower, MacArthur, wow. Robert E. Lee, George Patton. It's Ulysses it, S. Grant, Buzz Aldrin. Basically, any, anyone successful. Norman Schwarzkopf. Anyone successful. Dang. Like, they go to West Point. 
Like That's incredible. just just look at the li- and then look at the business list. Like I mean, even in professional sports, I yeah. think uh, isn't Arthur Blank a West Point guy? Yes, I think owns he the, is. Owns the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. Vinny, Vinny Viola, yep. huge horse racing owner with St. Elias Stables, but yep. also owns the Florida Panthers. Like, go look at guys who own teams. Yep. How many dudes went to West Point, right? Yep. And it's but we go in there, and they're doing the recruiting pitch, and I'm like, all right, well, let's just keep to ourselves. Don't bother anybody. Mm-hmm. We have our ba- we have badges, so you get we had we had a ticket to. I think it's called the Kinsey Center. We had our game day ticket, and then we had our sideline access, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, just keep to yourselves, and we'll we'll figure it out. So we're walking, and, and look, their Heisman trophies are there. Um, oh, the Commander in Chief trophy was there, which I was told we were lucky we got to see it because sometimes it's brought to the locker room for big recruiting days and homecoming's mm-hmm. a big day. So we're walking, and then all right, well, let's go to the let's go to this pregame. Festivity where they have like this this donor tailgate thing and it's in the suite level. It overlooks the end zone of Mikey Stadium. Mm-hmm. So we see a window at the end of the Hall of Heroes. And it's a door and it looks pretty inviting. And I see a couple people in there and here's a woman with a baby going in. And I'm going, all right, this must be our stop. We, we open the door, we go in. And the guy at the desk looks at us. And he goes, can I help you? I said, yeah, we're just here for for the pregame. He goes, all right. He goes, well, I'm not. The, I don't normally work here. He goes, but um, yeah, you look like you got your placards. All right, go ahead. And I'm like, all right, that like no wristband, no no mm. no stamp. No, you're not going to give me the club stamp. Nothing. <laughs> and then I, I I realized pretty quickly. We he's like, I look over and it's like the tight ends coach's office and there's like food. <laughs> and I'm like. Huh? What? They hold the donor thing in the in the football offices? <laughs> so we're walking, and there's this big conference room. And again, the whole thing overlooks the stadium. And we were told this sweet pregame thing uh-huh. overlooks the stadium. Now, again, David, it's not the horseshoe. It's not the L.A. Coliseum. It's Mikey Stadium. I'm like, all right. Well, then we go in, and there's this massive buffet setup. Wow. Now, nothing's open. And all of a sudden, you know, there's this lovely older gentleman. He's like, hey, guys. I'm like, hi there. And, you know, he started telling us, you know, like, what was to drink. And Sully, they had a cooler of White Claw. Oh, ah, Cooler of White Claw. Perfect. It was in the cooler that said adult next to the cooler that said kids. <laughs> now, again, it didn't say authorized personnel only. Right. You guys are just wandering around, basically. <laughs> Here's the problem. I look. Oh no! I look. What's next to this buffet room? Uh huh. There's a sign, and it's a big glass cube. And I look over, and I go, "Oh, oh boy!" Now, now I realize, you know what? We are probably in a place we shouldn't be. Massive sign. It says toughness, humility, effort, execution, and behind it sat some of the most luxurious man leather furniture you'll ever see. Oh, that's yeah. Do you do you have a guess what that is? It's got to be the head coach's office, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got to be correct. He has the best furniture. <laughs> uh, it, it was. I'm talking about leather furniture that makes you feel just royalty. So right. it's Jeff Monken's office. <laughs> and I'm like, I turn to my buddy Spears. I go, dude, I we may not be in the right place. But I'm like, look, <laughs> every, ride it everyone's out. being yeah, nice right. to us. Act like you belong. So right. then the guy, you know, I we we're at the buffet line and <laughs> I don't know what's in the Schaefer's, but I kind of like tried to peek at one. I'm mm-hmm. like, plates are here. Mm-hmm. And he and and the old gentleman goes, "Well, you know, usually we wait for Jen to kind of start the buffet." I go, "Oh." <laughs> Jeff Monken's wife. That's <laughs> like the, yeah, the coach's like, family buffet. <laughs> oh my god! So, so so hold on, so hold on, so hold on. All this security to get in the building, yeah. around the building, car searches, you just walk around, personal searches. No, oh, but we had badges. <laughs> but, were, so, but were you supposed to be in there with those badges? No. See, but uh-huh. The guy says, oh. You're already in there. You just, hey, at that point, you just walk around, yeah, you just, act like yeah. you belong, but you just have fun. Part. So yep. then the old Talk guy says, people. do you want to see the sky deck? He goes, it's, you know, just walk out, go through coach's office. Mm-hmm. I go, I said to him, I said, sir, I'm not going to disrespect a <laughs> man by walking through his office. He goes, I'll escort you. So I'm going, oh. maybe we're good. Maybe it's just coach's wife eats first. No big deal. Ugh. We walk through Monken's office. 
His mom and dad are there. Mm. And you're, you're walking through. And the sky deck, and I'll show you a video I got. David, they've got the fire heaters out there. Mm -hmm. And it overlooks. It's just this outdoor patio overlooking the end zone. Ooh. So, you know, obviously, great for recruiting. Great yeah. for just hanging out, for God's sakes. Wow. So we spend a little time out there. And then my buddy calls. He had tried to get a hold of Rich. He goes, Rich, listen. I think we may be where we shouldn't be. <laughs> and he starts explaining, and all of a sudden, you, you see my buddy Christian's face just go blank. He's like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm imagining. And then, yeah, imagine, we're, we're, we're going to get moving. Yeah, yeah. imagine. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then all of a sudden, you hear, like, in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, he's like, put that white claw down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> white claw is for closers. <laughs> no, it's, so all, uh, he goes, yeah, we should... We should probably get going. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we just... Now, listen. It was an unbelievable time. Amazing. So you didn't get to eat anything? Dude, we almost bogarted the coach's family's oh, buffet. Man. No. We <sighs> didn't want to get kicked out. Food was probably awesome. I, I, I didn't even get Did one. Did you at least have a white claw or two? Oh. Uh, no, Michael. We skedaddled. There, <laughs> was, there was one problem. I had bought something at the Army gift shop. I, I left my bag. Oh. Oh. oh, no. So we went downstairs. We went downstairs, and all my buddies started eating. I said, fellas, I don't have my bag. Oh, I have to go back into the lion's nest. <laughs> so I will keep this, ver this portion short. I will just tell you that when I went back down there, the jig was up. Oh, <laughs> they weren't having it. No, no, no. Then it was like, all right, wait a second. Who's this guy yeah. and where's his friends? Uh, and, and how did you get a shirt in there? What do you mean you got a shirt? What do you mean a bag? You got a bag in here. Well, I, I, I listen, I thought I had left it on the sky deck, which means I had to go back through yeah. Monken's <laughs> office. Oh, man. So they were like, hey, who just said you were with again? I'm like, yeah. no problem. I just, I left a bag out here. I skedaddle right through the coach's office. Everyone, record scratch. Everyone looks at me. <laughs> Wow. Fucking bag's not on the sky deck. How embarrassing. I, listen, I needed my bag. See, because now you look like the guy that doesn't belong there. Right. You're by right. yourself. Now yeah. it's like, who's, yeah. who's this hillbilly yeah. who uh, thinks he's partying with There's us? no worse feeling than that. Luckily, the bag was in the coach's family buffet room. Got the bag. Sorry to bother everybody. Yeah, I, I, mm -hmm. I'm just heading down to the field. Yeah. And I ran. Like, just get me out of there. Oh. Awesome. But I felt really bad. It was not intentional. <laughs> like, they told us, like, intentionally, yeah, I, we've snuck on the field at Ole Miss. Uh -huh. That was intentional. Uh -huh. Done it. It was pitch black. It was midnight. Right. You're a couple of beers in. Mm -hmm. Shit happens. I'm not going to try to pull that shit at West Point where we just had a car search. <laughs> right. I will just tell you, in hindsight, really funny. Really funny story. And, yes, we had a lot of laughs with it. And, luckily, Rich has a sense of humor. My point is... Their facilities are beautiful. The Hall of Heroes, you got to check out. Mm. I'd encourage you to check out Jeff Monken's office, but I don't know that you'll get away with it the way we did. <laughs> give it a shot. But yeah, really awesome setup. <laughs> um, I'll just say this. You realize, like you don't, watching games, you know their players are smaller because of the weight restrictions. You mm -hmm. know that West Point's not going to stack up with these bigger schools. But when you go field level and you watch... It is. It just jumps out at you, and you really even have a greater respect for how they compete because you can't like Tulane's players. And Tulane is non-power five, but mm -hmm. look, Willie Fritz runs a good. That's that's a good football team. He's got. He's got a quarterback that Justin McMillan. That's an LSU transfer. I think McCleskey or McClendon, the wideout, is an Oklahoma State transfer. They got power five players. Mm -hmm. Yep. And when you're down there, you really look at it. You go, wow. Okay. Like Army's got one dude. Who now that they've lifted the service requirement for guys who might go pro? Right. Curtis Riley is this corner slash hybrid slot guy. Um, he looks like an NFL player, but the rest, you're like, how the hell did how do they go to Michigan and do this? Or when I was a kid, like '94, '95, they played Notre Dame in the Meadowlands, and remember that was like Lou Holtz era ND. And they lost because their tight end, Ron Lashinsky, got sandwiched at the goal line. You're like, how do you go and compete yeah. with these teams? Right. I'll tell you how. Because it's everything I talked about right at the start. It's the discipline. It's the toughness. Mm -hmm. It's the mental fortitude. And then really, it's, it's, it's why they run the triple option. 
It's why they run the systems they run, because those systems are predicated on no mistakes, yep. toughness, execution, technique, and I will absolutely wear you out. And it's just, it's remarkable to do it. And I'm telling you, they play Oklahoma next year. They didn't, they didn't sell that game. That game's at Mikey Stadium. Wow. It's not going to be at the Meadowlands. I'm telling you, if you want to do a college football trip next fall, West Point is unreal. And no, you don't need field access for it to be unreal. No, I'm not telling you to go sneak into t- Jeff Monken's <laughs> office. That was unintentional, and I'm sorry. Um, it, Roberto, I, the buffet, it, it, they had about 12 Schaefer's. <laughs> but they weren't open. wonder what it was. Well, one side of it was open. There were veggies, and they had like a charcuterie board, and they had all kinds of stuff. And I'm oh, going, wow, this is pretty God. high level here. Where are the rest of the donors? Oh, the, the donors were... <laughs> you just start going in there and grabbing stuff and eating. Every bu- well, everybody was munching on the veggies and the meat. We had tried to make our way over to the entree side. But the point is, go and do it. Everyone, It's first class. Everyone is nice. And really, the most impressive part, I mean... Boy, do boy do ex military or or ex West Point guys party. Mm. I mean, we were at the tailgate in the post game. I met this dude Dimitri and his son. Uh, what was it? It was either Judmont or Judson. Some of the nice people I ever meet. And I know Judson or Judmont sounds like you know a, a real fancy name, but the kid was super nice. Wow. He's a cadet, and he's telling me about all the things he wants to do and what his five year plan is. And I'm like. You're 19. Like, I, I didn't have a five-day plan. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about Did it. Did I have enough minutes on my phone card to call my dad on Sunday and talk <laughs> Giants? Like, but you meet these guys, and they party. Mm. Really? Oh, my God. Mike, there was a woman walking around with trays of hamburgers <laughs> by, by the dozen. Yeah, like, how's that? how those tailgates stack up to, like, the other tailgates you've been to a different... Campuses. It, it matches. The difference is, like, on the parking spots, it says, like, retired Colonel hmm. Bob Smitherman. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know how much juice you got to have to have your own placard for yeah. wearing tailgate? Wow. Dang. That's not a brick at the stadium. No. No. This is my spot wow. overlooking the river, Oof. and this is who I am. Like, you have to be a certified badass. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to have done major shit. Like, it just makes you realize that no matter what you think you've done in life, you've really done nothing at all. Jeez. <laughs> oh, because it's like, yeah, I mean, I cool, I'm successful. Yeah, no, I didn't lead special forces in <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> right. And then, you know, start Learfield Sports. Like, it's <laughs> it's remarkable. But no, just you got you to gotta plan, because I'm not going to tell you it's easy, but go. Just do it. You can do a weekend in Manhattan. You can get up there on a Saturday. You can put an NFL game because you know the Giants or Jets will be at home on Sunday. But do it. It's first rate. It ranks right up there with Notre Dame for me. Mm. And I'm sorry if there's anyone from West Point listening. I apologize. I didn't mean to sneak into Jeff Monken's <laughs> office. I was in, I was escorted by a gentleman. I should have asked who it was. Sir, there's no one here by that name. Stop lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 I was escorted no, by no, Tyler guy, yeah, Durden. Tyler. No, we don't know who that is. Uh, he does not work with Army Athletic. Look, I promise. He was a rotund gentleman. He was at least 60. He invited me to have a White Claw. What do you want? So you want to get away, relax, maybe just simply have a good time. Get to the D Las Vegas for everything you need. The D, completely renovated. You enjoy all the things you like about Vegas without that big bill. Oh, the D is going to get you the best bang for your buck. Just ask Roberto. Listen, some brand new stuff going on. Circa Sports open at Golden Gate, their sister property down the street. The D themselves has just opened their brand new sports book. There's the long bar. And I know, Roberto, you toured every inch of that very long bar. Mm. That's right. Uh, also, stop into American Coney Island late night. Ask for the Roberto. Wait till you see what comes across the counter. Bottom line, the D has it all. Check it out. See if it's right for you. The D.com to book your stay today. It's the D.com, the D Las Vegas. It is your home for sports in Vegas. So our next guest, he is the president of CBS Sports, the host of Fantasy Football Today, a man credited with the creation of two-quarterback scoring and once famously played in a league with Oprah Winfrey. He is Dave Richard. Dave, how are you? You know, Oprah loves to make 
trade offers. That's right. She is wild. At 3 in the morning, she'll send unbelievable offers, but like sometimes she'll put some things in the trade offer that seems a little shady. You know, she's got a lot of wealth. So she could say, if you accept this offer, you might find a little envelope in your in your mailbox. Dave, it's one of your high-level private leagues I've just tried for years to gain entrance to. It's the Secret Society of Fantasy Football. Um, I need you to help us, David. Uh, I, I, I'm 5-0, and oh, but I am a Mike Evans owner. I got nothing. Counsel all of us, please. On Mike Evans, he's going to be okay. I, last week was... Jameis's explanation was that the coverage was just too tight on, on Mike Evans and he didn't want to throw it at him because he didn't want to turn the ball over. And to a degree, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. You don't want to force the football. They're trying to get Jameis not to turn the ball over. So I get why he did that. There will be games coming up where the coverage will not be so tight on him and so clouded because teams can't do that. Otherwise, Chris Godwin is just going to absolutely wreck you. Yeah. The problem that's really there in Tampa Bay is when are they ever going to involve O.J. Howard, but that's something for a different time. I think you continue to roll out Mike Evans. Maybe you lower expectations a little bit, but they've got Carolina this week, then a bye, then at Tennessee, at Seattle. Those are tough games, but the rest of the way after that, uh, especially if there's no more Jalen Ramsey in Jacksonville by the time we get to Week 13, pretty good schedule for Mike Evans. Buy low on him. See, it's all right. It's interesting because I'm on the other side of it. Where and, and certainly, I'm not. I'm not going to turn this into a hey, it's Mike's team update. But a lot of people have Evans. I, I'm on the other side where I have Mixon and Evans, which and I know Mixon. We'll, we'll get to next. I'm actually yep. looking at packaging those two for a guy like a Dalvin Cook, etc. Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're you're not going to get him. You're not going to get Dalvin Cook for Joe Mixon and Mike Evans because right now Mixon's value is is not what it was when you drafted him, and I don't know if it can rebound. I, I don't I don't think he can finish as a top twelve running back. I think he's the number two guy rest of the way. I was going to ask and, you, is he no longer an RB one? You just answered. He's not. It. He's, he, you've got to change your expectations on him. He's given you ten non PPR fantasy points or more two of his last three games. I think he can get around there most weeks, but as far as him having 130 yards and a touchdown, mm-hmm. throw in six catches on top of that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling so good about Nixon's chances to do that the rest of the season. So his expectations are down. And right now, no one wants a piece of Mike Evans because he's only had one really crazy good game. I, I think that's why Evans is a good buy low candidate. And Nixon, you just have to just change your expectations. You know what, Nixon is very. Who, who, who has Dalvin Cook is going to. It's going to accept that trade. Hey, listen, you don't get the you don't get the order if you don't ask for it. What do you think? A cup of coffee shows up at your table if you don't ask for one. You got to try. Yeah, but if I if I order a cup of coffee and say, "And you're going to pay me twenty dollars to drink it," they're <laughs> it's going to really say, good. Get out of my room. <laughs> it's really good. Um, let me ask you this: like Mixon now, he reminds me. If you just took the number, if you took the helmets off these players and you looked at the numbers, he's almost. Like Carlos Hyde, <laughs> is, is that is it is that yeah, bad? Knows, right, and it, it kind of makes you makes your skin crawl. Uh, it does, but that's kind of what the numbers look like when I was putting them together for our little uh, convo today. I don't sure, think that's but, crazy. No, but he also had three fantasy points in his first two games, and he got hurt in one of those games. So I prefer to judge him after what we've seen over the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, I'm looking right at it in non PPR. 15 points, 6 points, 10 points. Mm. And that's 31. My math's right. Yep. That's not bad for the last three weeks. I could go and see here. Here, I'll tell you what. Well, let's do this in real time. Last three games, running backs, year-to-date, who's got the most fantasy points? Well, of course, Christian McCaffrey's going to be up there. And where's our boy Mixon? He's in the he's in the top 20. He's got the, the 30, 31 points that we're talking about, and he's behind guys like Marlon Mack and James Conner and LaShawn McCoy, but he's ahead of Carlos Hyde. And uh, he's, he's actually ahead of Le'Veon Bell, and uh, and I think that that I do think that means that that means one game without Le'Veon mm-hmm. is on by. So two games with Bell, obviously he'd be better than that. But David Montgomery's ahead of him, ahead of the Bucks running backs. So he, he's not a lost cause by any stretch. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you talk about the running backs and you look at some of these guys, like certain guys. I kind of wonder rest of year, like James Conner. Now you've got the quarterback situation in, in further flux. Who knows? That was an ugly scene with Mason Rudolph. That offense is a mess. Are, are you as worried about Connor as I am? I'm as worried about Connor as I am about Mixon. I think that he's also one of these running backs that might be a little touchdown dependent. I don't, I, 
I'm afraid that we might not have any more games this season where Connor gets over 100 total yards. Agree. And he's just going to have to score in order to deliver good numbers for your fantasy team. So he's another one that's more of a number two running back rest of the way. Is Baker Mayfield a droppable commodity? Absolutely, 100% yes. And it's weird to say that, and it's it's been so weird to see that because they surrounded him with so much great talent. It's awful. And it, it starts up front. It starts with the offensive line. They're not doing a good job protecting him, and it's it's wigging him out. He's he, he is not the cool under-pressure cat that he was last year. Um, and then the line was a little better for him last year than it was this year. So that's one problem. I think the play calling is improving. I think they're getting in the right direction, but I still think that there's a lot that could be done to make it better. And to be honest, he was let down. Now, Odell had two drops in the game against San Francisco, and Antonio Callaway kicked the ball up in the air that was picked off when it should have been caught for a touchdown. There, there, there were some plays there that shouldn't have counted against Mayfield. But he's still not doing it. Even if you give him all three of those plays, he's still not doing enough to be um, a top-12 type of fantasy quarterback. So people are going to cut him, and I don't blame them. And the schedule coming up for the car, or for the Browns rather is not good. They've got Seattle and then a bye. So if you weren't going to cut him before this week, you would have during his bye week in Week 7. Mm-hmm. And then they come off the bye to play the Patriots and the Broncos, both those games on the road. Oh, God. So don't, don't really feel good about that bounce back coming for him. And it actually leads to another topic on Odell. And I don't know if you were going to ask me about Odell or not, Mike, but I, I, I don't think Odell is necessarily a buy-low wide receiver anymore. No, I haven't liked I think, him all year, Dave. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that you, you get what you can for him. Because if you look at their schedule, he might have four games left where you'd say, okay, I feel good about starting. Like, I, he plays Cincinnati in Week 14. If your league doesn't play into Week 17, that's who they play again. Uh, Arizona in Week 15, Miami in Week 12. So mm. Those are games that you look at and you say, okay, great. Odell's going to be a start those weeks. But in all these other games they have, including the ones that I just mentioned, I'd be nervous to start him with the expectations of him being a number one receiver. So if there's somebody that's going to think they're sharp and buy low on Odell Beckham because he's been through a rough patch, he's going to be better than two or three fantasy points, but how many games left does he really have with 15 or 16? No, I wouldn't touch anyone on the Browns offense not named Nick Chubb. That's just my personal opinion. Sure, unless you have expectations properly aligned. Mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry, if you're looking for you know, six to seven points in a non-PPR and 10 to 11 in a PPR, that's fine. He can get you that. But don't, don't go, go don't chase him. Don't expect him to... You might pick him up off the waiver wire. Some people might cut Jarvis Landry at this point. Um, and if that's the case, that's that's okay. But I I wouldn't give up much for Jarvis Landry in a trade either. All right, you're talking buy low candidates. So then, g- give me two guys not named Mike Evans, or or as, ma- or as many guys as come to the top of your mind, who are oh my God, you would trade for him, who you think rest of the season could could get you the trophy. Well, let's start with Le'Veon Bell, who past couple of weeks has been rough, and and I don't think you. I, Again, a big part of this equation, Mike, is to have somebody in your fantasy league that is ready to give up on a player because they've been bad for the past couple of weeks. But yeah. once Sam Darnold comes back, I think the Jets' offense will start to take off. I think the matchups will eventually get a little bit easier for them. And, and Le'Veon Bell is one of those guys that I think you can go and, and buy low on. People might be nervous about Melvin Gordon after what they saw last week. That would be another one that I would try and, and, and buy a little bit low on. Um, if you can buy low enough on him, Sony Michelle, because I think that he could get some good work over the next couple of weeks and the Patriots schedule just I don't I don't know what happens. No matter who's on the schedule the week before that team just gets injured and beat up and they stink and then makes it easier for the Patriots to roll on them. Um, I'll give you a couple other ones that we we talked about Devin Singletary on our podcast today about him being a cut candidate and I, I wouldn't cut him unless he was absolutely the last player in your team. Um, that that you you could get rid of. I think that he still has some good second half value, and there's people who might not want to hang on to him during the buy. So this could be a week to get Devin Singletary really, really. Cheap. See, I could see him week nine, week ten. Yeah. You know, Frank Gore's leg falls off, and all of a sudden, you got a good Buffalo team. They're going to play good D. They're going to pound the rock, and all of a sudden, here's this revelation in the second half that could really help you into your playoff. That, that's what I'm thinking. And, and that, I'm thinking the Bills are kind of hoping for that to happen because I don't know what team wants to rely on Frank Gore. I just don't know why they can't push Frank Gore down the stairs. It's not hard. 
I don't think that that's the right thing to do. You know, maybe the better thing to do is like, you know, have publishers clearinghouse come to the locker room and give them a big check. You know, those oversized checks for like five million dollars and. Well, well, it's Frank Gore we're talking about. He's Bill's mafia put him through it. Put him through a table. Something. There you go. I don't want. I don't want to hurt Frank Gore. I just want to send him to Hawaii until like. Yeah, March. get um, lost. Here's a check. Yeah, exactly. It would need to be a big check for Gore. Five million isn't going to do it for him. Stephon Diggs is uh, is another guy that I think will have some decent games. Again, the, the Vikings want to run the football. They're going to run into some tough defenses coming up here, and it's not going to slow down Dalvin Cook. And I'm not saying Dalvin Cook is a sell high type of guy. But I think that Stephon Diggs can have some good games, and if you require him to be your number three receiver, I, I think you have a much better chance of doing that than you can getting Odell Beckham to be your number two mm-hmm. receiver because Diggs has just been a disappointment for so long this season. All right, tricky. Here it is. Is Tevin Coleman an RB1? No, he is not an RB1, and I think you can probably call him a number two running back, but he's going to share so much with Matt Burita. For the rest, until one of them gets hurt again, <laughs> you're, you're going to look at them as you know very good flex options, and yes, good enough to be a number two running back. But you know, RB ones are, are guys that get 15 to 20 plus touches per game. They work the goal line, they catch passes. You know, they're do it all every down studs. And I don't think that that's just what Kyle Shanahan wants to do with his running backs. And even if, you know, I said if until one of those guys gets hurt, even if Matt Breida gets hurt or, say, you know, has a trip to Hawaii and has gone until March, then Raheem Mostert's going to be there. And if he's gone, then Jeff Wilson's going to be there. So there was, there's always going to be somebody else that's going to help out. Here's the silver lining to Tevin Coleman, is that in the half of football he played in before he got hurt in Week 1 and yesterday, he, he had, he, he's led the team in red zone snaps. And I think that that's what you can kind of hang your hat on, is that when they get close to the goal line, Tevin Coleman is probably going to be the better option. And, and to show an example, Matt Burita caught a touchdown against Cleveland, short little pass, easy play for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. It was only his third snap in the red zone all season. Wow. And Burita hasn't missed any time with an injury like Tevin Coleman had. Uh, what about tight end? A lot of people in trouble there. Guy coming off suspension, getting the quarterback back in the mix. Chris Herndon, long-term viability. It, the long-term viability is, is okay. I think he could be a solid tight end for your fantasy team, and if Hunter Henry isn't on your waiver wire, then yes, you can go and, and grab Chris Herndon now and hope that he can break out. But again, it's the Jets, and we, we don't know just how well Sam Darnold will mesh with him. We think it'll be okay. I don't know if he'll be a superstar. We've seen Hunter Henry play to a high level before with Phillip Rivers. It looks like he's getting closer to a return. So if I'm going to stash a tight end, maybe I've got Greg Olson on my team. And I want to use them this week just one more time against Tampa Bay because that Bucks defense is, is, is bad against the pass. And then he goes on by. Hunter Henry might be the one that I would go and grab, and he's still available in half of CBS Sports League. Last one, i got to ask it. A lot of listener questions had brought this up. Lamar Jackson, your concern level, what do you do? He had one bad game. No, Remember, but like, passing he doesn't. This is not Miami anymore now. I think you're seeing some some little sure. rough patches here. I'm just asking if you're willing to roll with him the rest of the way. I, I think you can. I don't think you should be um, turned off because he hasn't been throwing the ball as well in the last three weeks as he has in the first two weeks. And let's face it, he still had 20 fantasy points or more in those first four games. He just had a three-interception game. Some of those picks were not necessarily his fault. And I think the Ravens are going to try and work with him and adjust with him and, and put him in position to make plays. He's still running the ball, which is still important. To me, the biggest concern has been and will continue to be whether or not he can stay healthy. And he's been able to do it through the first five weeks of the season. I think if you're rolling with him as your quarterback, you just have to buy into him staying healthy the rest of the way. It would probably make sense to have a good quarterback on your bench if you've got Lamar Jackson as your starter. But I, I'm not freaking out because Lamar Jackson had a really bad game. And he's got Cincinnati this week. He's going to bounce back. Now, if you can't get enough Dave and you'd like to hear him bloviate more on fantasy and all things surrounding it, David, tell people how they can just get more of you. Okay, so there's three ways. Number one is on Twitter, at Dave Richard. Follow me. I, I do my best to answer people when they ask questions. Number two, podcast, Fantasy Football Today. Download it wherever you downloaded the, the Always Aggravated podcast and you'll be good to go with Fantasy Advice. We, we do a show at least an hour every day. It's very then, good, people. What's that? It's very good, people. 
Thank you very much for that. Mike checks in the mail. I'll, I'll just I listen to it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna BS people. It's very good, and I love the heat sigh montage. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I love that stuff. It, there's you nothing have a lot better of fun on that show. Nothing better. You have a lot of fun on your show. And then what's the third way? Come on, what about the oh, writing? Yeah. Oh, what yeah, about the articles? SportsHQ.com. We, we've got a live streaming channel for sports news and smart analysis. Um, all the sports good stuff. None of the banter, the arguing back and forth. Um, it's a great place to get your highlights, and it's a great place to get your fantasy analysis. We're giving fantasy analysis all the time, including a live fantasy football show every day at noon Eastern. Just go to CBSSportsHQ.com to watch it. It's all free. Or you can download the free CBS Sports app, and you can watch it on there. There it is. Dave Richard, best in the game. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Mike. Be good. Yes, sir. Big power. They're at it again. It's simple. They don't care about you. They'll leave you in the dark. Power outages, what do they care? Your problem will be fixed in? Who the hell knows? And you have to sit there. Stop renting your power. Own it. Go to Power Home Solar. They make it easy to switch. They hook you up with battery storage. So there's no more searching for a flashlight when big power leaves you in the dark because you're not in the dark. You own your power. Power Home Solar, the number one residential solar provider in the state, one of the top solar installation companies in the nation. Power Home installs American-made panels, 30-year warranty, so you, yep, you guessed it, own your power. You don't rent it. Guys, it's simple. You want to see if solar is right for you, go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com, or you simply give them a call, one 800 Solar 15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15. You schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. All right, so one last thing I want to hit because I know I'm not going to get to it this week. We need to talk about my day at MetLife watching Giants-Vikings. I need an entire episode for that because I I have to tell you, I don't know that I'll go to another NFL game (laughs) because I don't like people. I don't like NFL fan people. And mind you, I'm a Giants fan in Giants Stadium. I don't like my own people based on behavior. (laughs) But we're going to get to some of that next week because it requires more time. It involves Roberto. We need to talk about some game day food. But here's my thing. So I got West Point done. I've done Notre Dame. I've done the shoe. I've done the big house. I've done, you know, Boston College. I've done Syracuse. Um, Obviously, the Meadowlands for a big game. I've done a ton of NFL stadiums. I've done most of the Big Ten. Here's my question. Now West Point's done. Next fall, I am already committed. I think it's November 6th or 7th. I'm going to do LSU-Bama. That's happening. I'm going down to LSU. We're going to pair it up, and we're going to go to New Orleans on Thursday, go to Baton Rouge up on Friday. Mm -hmm. I love campus. I got to experience, do it all, party Friday night, get up Saturday, go, and then mercifully fly home Sunday in one piece. (laughs) But here's my question. Roberto, his bucket list doesn't exist because he doesn't care about any of this stuff. <laughs> no. But what, give me give me one. If I'm assuming I get to do LSU again, I got West Point mm. done. I may try to go to West Point and do Oklahoma next year again. But give me one that you, you need to go to. You got to get done. And I don't want to – if you need to give me two, it's fine. But I need the creme de la creme yeah. of your college football or pro – Bucket list. No, there's so many great ones. I'll give you uh, a 1A, 1B for me. A Sully is a Michigan fan. Would it just be Indianapolis since you've never <laughs> yeah, gotten there? Yeah, it'd be Lucas Oil in, in, in uh, India. I will tell you, it's a real, that's a real No, cool I've been there before, I've too. I've been it's there. Great. Yeah, it's nice. Um, my two in college would be Oregon and Wisconsin. Camp Randall. I think the, ju- the, jump, the jump around and it would be awesome Mad going to Madison. Town, I have a ride for you this weekend. That's right. Yeah, I can't go. I realized I, I have, can't. I was looking into it, though. I have a group taking an RV. I can even supply you with a ticket. It's there. And a 12-pack of White Claw. Uh, it, <laughs> Mike, I, you know one of the guys in that group. You know it's not like they're going to drive you to the woods and murder you and bury you. This right. is not an assassination attempt. Yeah, because MSU's playing. That's right. Right. Do you want to go? I can get you on that trip. If I could, I'd love to, but I can't. Why can't you? I have a prior commitment earlier in the morning. I forgot about that. I got asked weeks or months ago. Short of it being meeting like your congressman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just moved into the house. I think he's got all sorts of shit. Tell me. No, just don't be coy. Tell us. No, it was just this uh, this early morning golf outing. I got asked into playing 
ages ago who that I totally you, forgot. One of my you, best friends. Who, who it's who like, a, like a family charity type thing. Okay, so how about this? Just donate. Hey, here's the deal. I'll write a check. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I can't miss this one. I right. can't. Who, who, Otherwise, I'd love to go to Wisconsin. What if I make a phone call and I say, listen, what's the price of Sully's attendance? Because Sully can't go no more. <laughs> How rude Mike, is that? no, it's not rude. <laughs> it's not rude. If Sully, hold on, wh- which friend is this? Uh, my friend Quaz. All right. All right, so Quaz. If you go to Quaz and go, listen, I have an all-expenses-paid trip in an RV to Madtown. I love you like a brother, but let's face it. Like, this is a, it's a charity event. You want my money. I'm happy to give you some of my money, but Quaz, I can't be there. I got to go. You mean to tell me your friendship would be over? Oh, no, no. He's such a chill guy, too. So why don't you let me talk to Quas? <laughs> I, I just can't. I, I wish I could. I no, can't. no. See, there's no, because I want to play in this. I got the show on Sunday that we always do with they, the game day show. Mike, right. Mike, fuck the show. Oh, Go to Madison. I got a no. bunch of shit for my new I'll, house that I got to do. I'm working Sunday. I'll handle it. Just I wish I would. I'll do an imitation. I'll play my dad, and this is me talking to my mom. Mike will be my mom. Ready? Okay, go ahead. God damn, will you leave the goddamn kid alone? He doesn't want to go. <laughs> no, I do want to go. I just got other shit going on, especially with this new house. I just, I'll make it up. I'll make it up there sometime. I just <laughs> see an opportunity for him. And I find yeah. his his reasoning to be subject. If I didn't have stuff going on, I would. Life is short. Right. Yeah, Dave, Dave, he goes, I have stuff going on. The guy he works with on Sunday <laughs> is saying, don't worry about it. I'll cover you. Yep. Your best friend's got a golf outing. It's not a funeral for your mom. No, I've, I've, and of course, but I also have stuff for the house. I got deliveries coming. I got a bunch of shit I just can't miss out I got deliveries coming. You I got a sectional. Say, I, got hey, com- I got Comcast coming. Hey, I got a hey, bunch of stuff. Hey, what do you have a girlfriend for? Well, I'm sure she would want to go, too. No! 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 Not everything is for her. Not everything is a couple's trip. Actually, she might be in Chicago this weekend, actually. Listen to me. Listen to me. You You got siblings. You got a mom. You got a dad. You got friends. Mike. Somebody will be there for the sectional to show up. Just, you put a piece of tape down on the floor and go, put it the fuck over there. I wish I could. I'm going to have to. I, I can't. David, do this it too is yes, no, no, this is how you are with, oh, you have to do it two days from now. He needs I to be home to tell him exactly where the sex swing needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> I what wish I, I could. I what I'm hearing, other plans. What I'm hearing is Sully is saying he doesn't actually want to right. go. Well, right. just say that. No, just that, say and, you don't want to go. And here's the key. No, I'd love both, to go, just not in this situation. Both Michigan and Michigan State played in Madison this season. Mm-hmm. Did he go the weekend uh, against nope. Michigan? He bailed. And he talked about going, and too. And I gave him this invite days ago where he could have fixed all <laughs> these other ago. stupid <laughs> things. <laughs> well, he didn't tell us that he didn't tell us that he'd be well, interested to going and seeing Michigan State. He doesn't like Michigan. Yeah. State. If, if I were, to, I, I'm going to do it. I want. I would want to do it my way. I wouldn't want to just tag along. Oh, would, oh you mean you don't want to be in an RV with a bunch of strangers? No, for, uh, he 10 knows. Hours? Well, no, I know <laughs> some people. He knows some of the people. That's, They're not that's strangers. Not accurate. They're not. But no, Roberto, not you're right, though, Roberto. I would want to go with with friends or whatever, of course. Uh, oh, I see. But I see. It's how that two is. last. It's two last minute this week. I see how that is, David. Uh, a couple of my buddies aren't good enough for. Me. What a piece. Oh, you know what I a, love your friends. What a piece of shit. Most of your friends. <laughs> no, I know what this is. He doesn't, want, he doesn't want to do it without his girlfriend. I agree. No, I'd have to see the RV first. That would that would oh, be he, nice. He's more married than I am, Mike. <laughs> he is. <laughs> David. I David. just listed three different things <laughs> I have going on this week. And yeah, I can't none, just none go to his I just made up three things. Yeah. <laughs> Like he goes, I, I I gave you three things. I go, yeah, none of them are valid. I got a sectional coming. Yeah, figure it out. I got a work Sunday. No, you don't. I just gave you the day off. Yeah. What's the other fucking problem? Yeah. I didn't hear. Oh, I had the golf outing. Oh, I, I got a golf outing. Ace out. That committed two months ago. I so got the bail. shits. I can't take a backswing without <laughs> an unsafe fart. I can't be there, and Claus. You, and you wonder why I have kids, because you never question that reason. Yeah. David, yeah. David, you're the guy that gets invited to everything that this show does. You never show up, so I don't want to hear... Because <laughs> I have kids. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you there don't have a wife two, that could watch the kids? No, there you are, can't, don't there go there, guys. Two Hold, on. Hold on. There are two factors for David that you are not thinking about that we can't work around. He has two... Two young children, and he doesn't like white people. Yeah. <laughs> right. But what have I been invited to that I've not gone? Uh, several different cookouts and games and parties. That's very true. 
But what, that's a, what cookout? Uh, the Kentucky Derby. The, I was uh, there. Bunch of stuff. I was Breeders there. Cup. First time in five years. Michigan, oh. Michigan State games. <laughs> Michigan, Michigan State. I don't. I don't depends last on when it falls. Last time I hung out with you was what three years ago. I went to Lions. Oh, Black stop oh. it! I was at the Derby party this year. Mike, Shut up, Mike. You don't get it. You're not. On, you're not on the approved list. <laughs> I'm not on. The, David's uh, the level. like the most exclusive club Dude. in L.A. There's a line. There's a red no, carpet. My schedule is packed. That's all. I. I must. I must have missed where. I, I, Roberto and I are just burnouts. <laughs> well, yeah. Why? Why would you want a packed schedule? That sounds awful to me. Oh, I mean, it is awful. I, I love doing nothing. Oh, see, I, I, I ju- <laughs> see, I just—I was able to just flip the entire conversation on David. I'm sorry, David. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, and yeah. I'm fine with saying you're right. I haven't been there. Congratulations. You argue like a 35 year old woman. Yeah. You argue like a wife. Oh. No, I appreciate you. You just turned it around on everybody. Oh, how aren't you proud? <laughs> I could have gotten you on the 50 yard line. In Madtown. Well, I always get ganged up by you guys. I got to flip the conversation sometimes. I mean, or just break. Just give in. No. Give in the good <laughs> don't, times. Don't give in. Let, let I me can't. T- I can wish. I talk to Quas? Could I, have, I will. could I have one conversation with Quas? Well, you, you know the guy. You know the guy, of course. I think I should call him privately no. and just go. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, you're, what's like a, a, you're like a mob guy. You're like, listen, you're going. No, you know what it is. You don't have a say. You're going. He, no, no. I already got the ticket squared away for you. He brought up the other place. I know I'm filled with regret because I didn't do the Oregon trip in 2014. Mm. I'll probably never get to Oregon, but that's a trip when MSU was going. I should have been there. I had friends who went, and I didn't. And I didn't go. And I just regret it. And I think he already missed the Michigan trip because he pansied out. And now I've got him the hook up to the state trip. And he's 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 telling me he's got a fucking sectional coming. I just I just think that's bullshit. Dude, I got so much stuff for this new house. You guys know how it is. That's the way it goes. When's your lease up so again? So much stuff to God, do. Lie to me. When's your lease up again? Basically now. No, it's I don't give me basically. What's the date your lease is up? Whenever I decide to get it's it's up. It's just whenever I decide to officially sleep in my new house. So how many more weeks do you have? He's saying as long as he wants, so he yeah, can, I, he I can, can move, move the today, sectional today, along. I can right, move uh, right. next week. I so the sectional could get bumped back a few days. <laughs> I got the golf outing taken care of, and I'm the one who controls Sunday, so I don't need you. You're off Sunday. Get out. I'll run the board. I'll do Sully's fun facts. <laughs> I'll even talk like No, I, I, I don't, I don't want to cancel three different things. Did you, uh, did you christen the new house yet? Uh, that's not. That's not. That's not. Uh, come on, Roberto. I haven't even slept there appropriate. So always you, Before Roberto. Flippy floppy with no furniture in the uh, house. All right. All right. You know Thanks what? For that. I think I think it's lunchtime for all three of us. Let's do our <laughs> Let's do our Tuesday tradition, uh, guys. If you haven't subscribed yet, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Will you please do it? And also, cash the ticket Thursday, four and two last week for Mikey. Gave you a couple of straight up underdog winners per usual. Nice bounce back from a bad week. I'm sure people will still bitch and complain, uh, but cash the ticket. Always aggravated. Radio.com, iTunes, it's all there. Check those out. Drop us a review. It's how we grow it, honestly. Um, we've got over 3,000 written reviews on Always Aggravated. We're approaching 1,000 on cash the ticket. That's how it grows. So please and thank you, and we'll talk to you next week.